2: favorite mixed martial arts podcast recording out of los angeles california it's
0: mma roasted with adam hunter who the fuck is
3: that guy hey welcome to a brendan mma roasted podcast me adam hunter uh i got a great show today we got one of my favorite people in the world i like i said this kid came to my show when i was in kansas city and he was a kid. He was like a young guy with like 37 grandparents and Cubans that showed up. Uh, they invaded my show. Uh, he was in the LFA. He told me his, his goal was to make it to the UFC. And I was like, great, man. Good luck. And he's like, one day you're going to roast me. And I was like, who is this guy? Uh, it's like a really nice guy. Just a nice guy. Uh, I had no idea he was going to be the superstar that he's become getting fucking call outs from Miley Cyrus. and. That football player—I don't follow football—but the quarterback that, like, they're all responding to you. He's got a—he's got a podcast with porn stars, like, not only like the hottest porn star ever, Kendra Lust. Uh, He—he's murdering it. He's won what six out of seven. Julia Marquez, how are you, man?
0: Man, I'm golden, dude. I'm always happy to get on here with you because I feel like you've been through this whole process with me. We've—I've known you for quite some time, so you like—you amp up. My, my my ego, I'm like, damn, dude, I forgot about this stuff. Oh, I forgot I brought 37 family members to your show in Kansas City. We rolled deep out here, for sure.
3: No, your grandma was there. They were all proud of you. I think you had just beaten Matt Hamill in, like, nine seconds or something. Uh,
0: yeah. And,
3: and, and, and your goal was to make it to the UFC. And, and, and I mean, I, I was like, sure, why not? You know, I mean, why wouldn't he make it to the UFC? But I had no idea, like. You've just been—you've uh, been murdering people, man. Sam Alvey is not an easy guy to beat. He—he, he, I mean, he's a victory over Rashad Evans. He—he he makes guys look really bad because he's got a really awkward style. It's almost like he's in slow motion, but he hits really hard. Uh, is that what the black eyes from?
0: Yeah, for sure. He definitely—he punched me right in the eye, like legitimately. I—I I won't forget it. I—it hit me so hard, I thought my foot was broken, like legit. I. Did you not i was slamming my foot down as i was backing up i was trying to slam my foot down because i thought for some reason that like if i hit it on the ground hard enough it would like pop itself back into place that was legit what i was doing and i looked at it, i was like oh yeah it hurt it hurt a lot
3: i mean were you prepared for that like did you know going in like all right this dude's a hard hitter
0: yeah i, I knew sam was a hard hitter I, I mean i followed him most of my career um what am I saying most of my career? I followed him most of his career. Like, right. you know, I, I watched him. Uh, it was crazy. Prior to him and Tom Watson fighting, um, they both were in Kansas City or passing through Kansas City. So I met both of them at different points in time. And so, like, just meeting them and a kids growing up in the MMA world, like when you meet a fighter that's in the UFC, like you start following them. So I watched him and Tom Watson go at it, which was Incredible fight for, I mean, at the time that it was. And then I watched him fight and compete over the years. So I know that that guy, it's hard to put him out with punches. And if you think you have him, somehow he comes back and still makes the fight even longer. And it's like, man. Uh, so I, I was prepared for his, uh, you know, his punching power. That's why I, I wouldn't just stand in front of him and try to betray toe to toe. I was going body and head just to mix it up, so his punches wouldn't have um, all the pop to him as they did.
3: He's also a nice guy. Um, he's like a really good person. He like adopts kids from like third world countries. He's like he's like a. I mean, he after the fight, he goes, "Listen, you know, I wanted to win, but it wasn't God's plan." I mean, I don't know if you could actually. And he goes, "God's God's plan is better, is better than my plan." I mean, that's like. I don't think I've ever taken any kind of loss in any way that as well as he did. Was it hard to get up for a guy that you actually probably like versus a guy that you're like, this guy's a dickhead, I want to fight him?
0: So I was super nervous prior to the fight. Let's be real. I, I was like, my stomach was churning. Um, I felt nauseous. Like, I wanted to throw up. Uh, I, I remember Krause just constantly, like, you know, telling me all this stuff. Like, quit looking at the fighter who he was. Remember who the fighter is now. Like... The highlight reels they're showing fighter fights of him in the past the thing is is that like there's one thing about me like i will be nervous um it's just it's inevitable like i'm about to get in a fist fight with somebody but uh like the moment i step foot in that oxcon like something just takes over my entire like body and i'm i'm ready like i, I, know, gamer, like, everything
3: happens. We, I think you and kelvin gaston were the two guys that i like uh you guys are just gamers, you know when to step it up. Not always with Kelvin, but for like ninety percent, five percent of his fights. Uh, who do you like? For this week, uh, Kelvin or Whitaker?
0: Man, that's a that's a tough fight. Like we we should have got that fight a long ass time ago. Honestly, I think Whitaker. Man, like Whitaker is just dude. He's one of the toughest middleweights that we've ever seen, man. And, and anytime you fight him, he injures you. And it's not like he's intentionally injures you. It's just it's just how his style is. He's a tough fighter. He's he hits hard. He comes from awkward angles and he hits places that your body is not used to being hit. Like, I mean, what he he tore out uh, the knee of um, Darren Till. He broke Candonier's arm. Uh, him and I mean, both times that he went with uh, Yoel, oh
3: my they god, they both
0: went to the hospital. Like,
3: I mean, he was the first guy to make you all look human. You know, I mean he beat up Yoel Romero. I forgot about those fights. Now, uh, a couple things. Now I thought you were on the right track when you called out Miley Cyrus. It was brilliant. And she responded. I called you up that night. I woke you up. You're like, Oh, I don't know if you were drunk or what you took Ambien to go to bed. I'm like, dude, she responded. And you're like, uh, what should I do? (laughs) I was like, bro, (laughs) fucking shave your fucking shave that your chest. You didn't shave your chest. Was this because you didn't want to look like a fucking crazy fan or you're looking long term on this? You think you want to look desperate if you shaved shaved Miley Cyrus in your chest? What was the thinking there?
0: Yeah, like when you called me and woke me up, I was just like oh shit, like cool, like I, I still had to go to bed. Our flight was so early. Our flight was like at six or seven in the morning. So like you called me at like uh, man, I want to say like two o'clock in the morning. So I was just, I was out, mentally drawn from that fight. And uh, yeah, she responded to me. But let, let's be real, man. Like everyone would have done that. And the thing is, is that I'm, I'm not everyone. I'll do my own stuff. Like this is, it's chess, uh, not checkers, man. And I think that that's what got us to have more of a, a communication between one another. Um, because I just didn't hardcore fanboy out. Like if someone legitimate think about it. If someone legit asks you to shave or to do something after you ask them out, like, oh, you know, Adam, would you go out with me? Yeah, sure, I'll go out with you. Uh, give me, like, 50 bucks, and then uh, we'll, we'll, I'll talk to you about it later on the date like when we're going yeah, out.
4: Said, no. you, you'll
0: lose 50 bucks. So, like, I just don't – I'm not going to try to be a simp. I'm not going to sit there and, and cater to anything else. And, and honestly, I, too, I thought she was joking as well. And I, no, like, I yeah, for it, sure, but I, MC –
3: I've hooked up with a lot of strippers back in my, back in my prime. And, uh, I would say 99% of the, actually almost all of them, every stripper I ever hooked up with, I didn't get a lap dance from. Like once you pay them for a lap dance, they put you in this like client phase of like, Oh, this dude, they're not going to fuck you. Like this guy's, this, this guy's every other guy that pays me for a $20 for a lap dance. But if I'm sitting there like, nah, I'm like, I'll buy you a drink or something or like, all right, let's hang out. Whatever. Like, Oh, oh Hey, I'll take you out. And then I'll get, I'll we'll get, get, give you a laugh. And it's like, then it's like, okay, that's the way to do it. So I think that was actually good thinking on your part. Um, yeah,
0: I mean, at the same time, too, man, like, uh, I only asked her to be my Valentine's. I don't understand why everyone was like, Oh, he wants to marry her. He wants to go out on a date with her. He wants to be I was like, nah, man, just be my Valentine. Like, do you not remember what your kids, like, you give them, like, the little cards, like, be my Valentine? Come on. And then, like, Shut up. Valentine's? All right,
3: I'm not buying this part. You, you wanted to take her out on a date and, and hang out with her and possibly, you know, make out, whatever whatever you wanted to do. It wasn't just, like, cute little be my Valentine. Come on, man.
0: Uh, it's Valentine. Dude. Like where, what are we going to do? We're going to go on the beach and walk. Like, I'm not going to go, Why not? I I fight for the UFC. I fight for the UFC. There's no way we're going to sit in like the most expensive restaurant or go do like some crazy shit. Like, I don't, I don't even know what she's into, man. Like,
3: but dude, you're like a rugged guy that could protect her. That could probably beat up, probably beat up her dad. Uh, she's into guys that are like manly men. She seems like she's kind of a, I would say hillbilly, like, like a country girl. You know, you fit the description of a guy that she would go for. It was actually a, a really good call out because she's into guys that are, like, can take care of themselves, have facial hair. Look like they've been punched a couple times in the head. Uh, uh, you know, I don't know. She's going yeah. for Justin Timberlake type guys. You know, she's going for a guy like you. So that was actually a good call. Now, but, what, but when you called out – what's the, the quarterback? What's his name?
0: Patrick Mahomes, Travis Patrick Kelsey, Mahomes. and uh, yeah, Tyreek like Hill.
3: That, like, that was cool, but I felt like we were on a much better – like, we were on a much better road with the girls. Like, I mean, you could have went to Taylor Swift, or you could have like, you you know, you could have went other chicks. I feel like we kind of now you're playing pickleball with a dude. I mean, I mean, you were you were on the right track. Uh, I think you got a little too funny. We got to get back to you banging pop stars. Uh, that seems a lot more cool. No offense. I'm sure you know.
0: It is. Yeah, yeah, you for sure. The. Uh... <laughs> The, the social media and influencer and popularity shot up calling out uh, Miley Cyrus and Taylor Swift, or not Taylor Swift. I say I did call out Taylor Swift like many years ago. It didn't work out that well. Um, but, uh, yeah, it, the popularity goes up with Miley Cyrus. But this is the thing, man, like how, you can't beat a dead horse. Like with, it, it's already ran its path. It's already happened. So it's like now everybody's you expecting. Pretended, like,
3: yeah. You're going to like, hey, what, Miley, you didn't put out on our date. Maybe next time you could have actually had like a fake relationship with her. Uh, I I mean, you could (laughs) have.
0: I hit, uh, yeah. I hit up. uh, I tried to get on the U or the uh, have ABC do the Bachelor. Did you not see that?
4: Yeah, yeah. I I I put a pitch
0: out there. Let's put me on the Bachelor. Let's instead of just calling pop stars out, let's just get forty women in front of me. Put me, you know, in a mansion with unlimited supply of food drinks and everything and have women fight over me i'm down like this is like the ultimate fighter but 10 times better the ultimate babe that's what we'll call it
3: i think it's a good idea um now you are you and kendra lust have a podcast together she's obviously smoking hot there's a lot of pictures of you guys together that are like like you look at them like oh like they're banging like they have to be banging Like, like like she's naked in a chokehold with you or is your, her legs are on top of you or like, you know, she's, she's grabbing your package. Like, is it, what, what's, what's going on here? Talk, talk to us. The, the, all the, the people want to know.
0: We're business partners and uh, we have a podcast together and we do some cool shit, you know, like that's the thing. Do you ever, uh, you have to come out with us whenever we're in Vegas? J- June is, Hello, I
3: got. I think you you like cut out. Are you back in? Are you back in? Hello, Julian. Uh, Julian, what what happened? Ah, man. Wait, what? Julian. So, ah, man. Damn it. Mike Goodwin, are you in? Is anybody on the show anymore? I don't know what's going on here. I I got I got Julian. Let me see if I get better service here. Is this better? Hold on. Let me see. All right, Mike's in this car too. What is this? The fucking comics with cars? What's uh, fighters with comics and cars? Uh, Mike, I think Mike Goodwin's here. Julian, what's up, man? How uh, Julian Marquez is frozen. Julian just left. Uh, He was talking about banging Kendra Lust, um, uh, (laughs) who's his podcast partner. But I don't think they're having sex. They're just teasing everybody. But Mike Goodwin, well, this is all about you right now because you've been putting on these great shows in Iowa called Caged Aggression. They're three-day events. A lot of ex-UFC fighters, Bellator fighters, a lot of big fighters are doing this. Uh, talk to me about what's going on. Well, first of all, man, thanks for having me.
2: Uh, you're, you're one of the giants in this thing. You talk to the giants in the sport, so taking the time for me is pretty awesome, man. Thank you. Uh, I'm a big fan. Um, yeah, man, so we're in uh, the Midwest. Uh, obviously, uh, Pat Melitich is from the area that, that I live in. And he's been pretty instrumental in this whole thing because to me kind of like way back, that's where some of this stuff started, you know, with Pat's team and stuff. So about 10 years ago, 11 years ago, now I actually had the opportunity to work for the IFL when they were in business, that team sport. I love that. And all I was, all I was, was the driver, man. So I was kind of introduced to the sport with big production and big fights. And when they went out of business, I wanted to stay involved in the sport somehow. So, um, You know, I got with, I got with some buddies and I said, Hey, you know, what if we started a promotion, but kind of did it like they do on TV, but at a local level, you know, and start going into these gyms and getting to know these fighters and, and, you know, just trying to try to make it look like it does on TV, but at a local level. And then here I am 10 years later, um, 14, two night events. We just did our first three night event. I'm working with guys from all over the country and the thing just keeps snowballing, man. So who, who, who won your last event? Is it a tournament No, actually, um, I don't even know how many years ago it's been now, but we started gaining so much interest to be a part of the show that it just kind of felt like one night wasn't enough. You know, I put a lot of planning and time into building an event, and it just seemed like it was come and go so fast that um, maybe like seven years ago, I said, why not do a back-to-back night? And it's really just just two full events in one weekend, and we call it a two-night event. So it's not a tournament. It's just, uh, you know, 30, 40 fights in one weekend. And um, like I said, in March, we just actually did our first three-night event. Um, And that was kind of prompted by all these states being shut down and and guys just starving to fight, man, from everywhere. So I was able to – Who are some of the names you got? So, uh, you know, in March, we got to work with Kenny Robertson, uh, a nine-time UFC vet. Uh, He actually fought uh, Dante Sciro, who fought in one championship. And uh, they, they fought for, uh, you know, one of our titles. On Friday night, we got to work with uh, Brandon Jenkins, a big LFA veteran. And he actually fought. And he fought a five-round title fight versus, um, uh, versus Aaron. And he actually, uh, on Thursday night, uh, we got to work with a PFL veteran. Um, we got to work with uh, Rakeem Cleveland. Yeah, I know. And, you know, yeah, it. so I guess what's happening is, you know, like, like next month, for example, I'm working with a guy named Eric Shelton, and he was on the uh, UFC Champions uh, series that they did, that, the uh, Ultimate Fighter. And that was kind of one of those times where, you know, I'm just, I just feel like a small fry in this thing. And I got a call from the UFC, and they said, hey, how would you feel about our, your 125 champion on the next Ultimate Fighter? And I'm like, is this a prank call? <laughs> and, and then, yeah, he was on there, and he made it to the UFC. And, you know, Austin Hubbard fighting this weekend. Uh, he actually was one of our champions. So yeah, I love Austin Hubbard.
3: Uh, uh, now, Julian Marquez, are you still with us? Can you hear us?
0: Yeah, I am. I am with you. I don't even know what just happened.
3: Okay, so so you cut out. Uh, you cut, We lost. Thing. We got Mike Goodwin on the show, who's promoting uh, Cage Aggression. It's a pay per view event, and he's got all these great fighters. Anybody from Europe? From from from, from Julian's gym? I don't believe so. Not on this one. No wait, what's your gym again, Julian?
0: Glory MMA and fitness.
3: Glory MMA. How come you don't have any glory MMA guys? This is bullshit. So I have a, I have a couple guys, but they have a big show
2: locally, I believe that weekend. And, uh, so a lot of their, you know, a lot of their top, top coaches are, are kind of tied up that weekend. We actually had one newer guy that was going to come down and fight, but the timing didn't work out. And, um, Another guy that's trying to get back in there, they've got a Bellator vet that was trying to get in too, but they've got a big show that weekend, I I
3: believe somewhat locally. Now, you must be paying pretty well because you're getting some names and everybody everybody seems happy to be fighting for you. So you're doing something right. I got
2: to tell you one thing that really came from all this COVID mess is it really prompted us to do the pay-per-view side. You know, we used to get thousands of people in the venue and they took us down to 30% capacity. So obviously we can't put on a big show with 30%. So we built a pay-per-view platform where the fighter, when you go on and you buy the pay-per-view, you can actually select the fighter that you're supporting. So they get a percentage of every buy under their name. So in March, we had 60 fighters compete and all 60 fighters had buys under their name. So I'm sending out commission checks the week after the show. That's been instrumental. Um, Plus we do like an interactive pay-per-view. So we've got Jen's pulver and Pat Miletic calling the fights. You can actually ask them questions live while you're watching the pay per view. Um, and that, that's been huge for us, man, and for the fighters to try to bridge the gap with all these restrictions. All right. So, when's your next event? Uh, May 7th and 8th. All right. And, who are the, and why should I buy this event? Um, because it's great matchups, man. I've got fighters from all over the country now wanting to fight, not just local guys. So, I'm able to really put
3: great matchups together. Um, and because it's cheap, it's only 30 bucks. Only thirty bucks, and who are the main guys I can see? Who are some of the names I can see? Amazing. So we're
2: bringing in a we're bringing in a guy from Hawaii named Riley Dutro. Uh, I believe he's right on the cusp, man. He's fourteen and 4, 15 and four. Um, he's fighting uh, four-time UFC vet Eric Shelton for our flyweight title. Um, that, that that's a big fight for us, man. Um, especially because Eric's originally from this area. On Friday night, we're doing a um, uh, we're bringing in a guy from Oregon. Named Adam uh, Fugit. Uh, he actually is a K-1 champion. Uh, he's, I believe, 8-2. and two. He's coming to fight a hometown boy that just beat up uh, a guy from Wisconsin, and I believe he's right there too, man. His name's Josh Neal, and they're definitely contenders, uh, you know, whether it's here or out in Oregon and really my i'm trying to get these guys calls to bigger stages whether it be lfa or bellator and i I believe this matchup does that for those guys
3: i love it mike i love it so okay so what's the website that i could could buy this on real simple cagedaggression.tv cagedaggression.tv well thank you taking the time dude thank you i'm going to be watching this i love the guys you have i love some of the guys you have i love that guy trace Did, did did trace win his fight
2: he did, man, in, in, in pretty dominant fashion once again. He had a, you know, a step up in competition from his pro debut. He looks fantastic. Um, he's a great kid, too.
3: I love it. Well, thank you, Mike. Take a, Have a good week. Thank you, man. Appreciate your time. Anytime, brother. Bye. Mike, good one. All right, back to you banging these porn stars. Okay, way more uh, entertaining. I, so, I missed uh, that one. All right, so, so basically, Julian Marquez saw his fight last week. Bill Dawes is, is here. Uh, Julian has been killing it. Uh, submitted, mm-hmm. Sam Alvey uh, has a, a, a podcast with Kendra Lust. Um, we don't. He says he's his business partner, whatever the hell that means. But they're also friends. Um, so what, <laughs> I think is this, what I think is happening is this: Kendra is hooking you up with her friends because I think she's a lesbian, right? So you're sleeping with her friends, but you don't want to. Fu- she probably wants to bang you, but you don't want to mess it up because then she'll have feelings for you. You won't be able to fuck all her friends. Is that true, Julian?
0: Uh, she's actually married.
3: Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> well, there, there goes my theory.
0: But she does, she does love, uh, she does love women for sure, and she has a lot of supportive friends that love UFC as well.
3: So you're hooking up with her friends, Julian. You're living the dream, man. You're, you're now. uh you come a long way from since Top Golf? Are you still working at Top Golf or no?
0: <laughs> no, man. They fired me, dude.
3: Why they fire you?
0: They fired me. Uh, so back, like when the pandemic happened, they like put everyone on like temporary leave or whatever. And then, um, whenever they started having more people come back, like in January or July of uh, 2020, they called me and said, Hey, we're doing limited openings. Like, will you be interested in coming in? I was like, no, right now, like I have a fight in August. I need to make sure that, you know, you guys are a safe environment for me to go and, and work. Um, with the COVID restrictions and everything, and the quarantine with the UFC, I was like, man, I don't want to run the risk of being around a lot of people, and then testing positive for, for COVID and then losing my fight. So I told them like, you know, let's hold off, let's wait a minute. And then uh, the next thing, next thing I know, is like they end up calling me in, in like the end of July, and they said, hey, um, if you don't show up to work, then we are <laughs> going to terminate you. And, uh, well, they called it voluntarily terminate. I was like, I'm not volunteering anything. I'm not, I'm just, I'm not quitting my job. It's just, you're not safe for me to come back. You've already had, I think they had like six workers test positive for COVID. So during the time of them being open and then they just like argued with me and said, you're it's like, we have to let you go. Um, you can still work for the company, but we're going to voluntarily terminate you. And I was like, that's incorrect. I, I'm not giving up. Like I'm not no, quitting.
3: The only reason so I'm not they that just bad is because me. your your posts about people who are bad tippers were hilarious. Uh, those were some of my favorite things. You would put people on blast all the time for giving you bad tips. Um, and Absolutely. I, <laughs> now, now, do you like training? Are you going back to Vegas? And I'll train with Syndicate, or are you strictly Kansas City now?
0: Man, I, I I've been strictly Kansas City. The uh, the camaraderie we have here at this this gym and, and the team with uh, led by James kraus Grant Dawson, Jason High, and Austin Ford, like they're they're masterminds at their their craft. They understand um how to get the job done, how to seek the victory. They know how to train me and teach me exactly how what I need to progress in this sport. And uh Syndicate is a great gym and when I go back out there I'll still go train with all my friends and stuff. But majority of the people that I trained with and, and worked out with three years ago, whenever my arm was intact, you know, they're all gone. They all left. There's really the, the gym cycled everyone out and started brand new. Um, John's done a great job uh, building that team fresh and he's doing a great job in getting these guys like in the UFC as well. So, you know, hats off to him. I just, uh, right now, the 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 guys at um, Gloria and the are the right fit for me at this time.
3: Is uh Anthony Gutierrez still work work out there?
0: Yes, he does. Shark Bay. <laughs>
3: I fucking love that guy. Uh, Dude, he's
0: he's a wild one, man. But uh, he's a savage too, man.
3: Yeah, he is. He is, he is a savage. Now, Ben Askren versus Jake Paul. Freddie Roach today said that Jake Paul is gonna knock out. Ben As- I mean that Ben Askren have knock out Jake Paul. Freddie Roach, been- Freddie Roach has been training with uh, Askren. Said he's going to sit him on his ass. Um, other people like Uriah Faber are saying that Jake Paul's got him. What is your opinion on this fight,
0: dude? In all honesty, it doesn't really matter. You know these guys both are going to make a uh, significant amount of money off of a fight. Um, Jake Paul, his YouTuber following and everything, uh, they're going to they're gonna pay him as well as Ben Askren. So technically, the, the real winners are them, too. It doesn't matter who wins or who loses. But in my honesty, for an amateur boxer, uh, I, I feel as if Jake Paul actually has decent hands. He's not bad. Um, very fundamental, very powerful. He's, very, he's way bigger than Ben Askren. Ben Askren's been in there with some of the best. And and if you want to sit there and, you know, throw a flying knee at him while he's taking a shot, yeah, of course you're going to knock him out. But it's boxing. I I don't see him knocking him out cold on the – I don't know, man. I don't know. I I feel like Ben can eat some shots for sure. I think it's just going to be uh, the real winners are those two. Yeah, but you don't think
3: think Paul knocks out Ben Askren and then his entire Twitter – and Instagram is going to be him shitting on every UFC fighters. That's going to be annoying to everybody.
0: He's not shitting on UFC fighters. He's just shitting on a retired fighter that had hip surgery to double seven it. months ago. Good point. Good yeah. point. Yeah. yeah you know, like it, it doesn't bother me. Look, he can sit there and call out whoever he wants and stuff. But at the end of the day, he, he will never... He would never amount to a, be a UFC fighter. You're boxing somebody that's not a boxer. Again, you're boxing someone that's not even a striker. You're boxing a wrestler, grappler. Like,
1: yeah. yeah. What's gonna happen with with uh, with Jake Paul is He's gonna get the uh, he's gonna get the echo chamber, tell him how amazing he is, and then he's gonna challenge a real UFC striker next.
0: Oh man, I feel like Henry Cejudo would knock him out. He would.
3: So who was calling out Mayweather? And now they're saying oh, that man. Eddie Alvarez is going to fight Oscar De La Hoya. That's the word. And people, Some people said it was going to be Chuck Liddell versus De La Hoya. But now they're saying it's going to be Eddie Alvarez versus De La Hoya. Um.
0: This, this is the thing, man. Like, look, I love actual fights. I love fighting, man. When we sit there and watch, like, the last fight, the Yusuf um, Zadig versus uh, Arnold Allen. Like, that's a fight. Like, that's that was an exciting fight to me. Like watching these two people try to make it to push their names up. Like that is a competitive fight, but I can't watch competitive fights all the time. Cause my heart can't take it just from the excitement. So I like these matchups where you have like a YouTuber versus a retired UFC fighter. Um, I think that's great. I think the sports need that sports need that. But like, I know it is what it is. It's just a celebrity fight. That's all it is. Like,
3: So you're gonna watch um, uh, Aaron Carter versus uh, Lamar Odom?
0: I'd watch that.
3: They are fighting, Uh, they're they're boxing. They're like legit boxing. Are they really? Yeah, come in. Yeah, say hi, how are you? Yeah, yeah. No way. Yeah, I swear When do they have this matchup? Uh, It's gonna be in June. Um, Yeah, sure. Yeah, it's gonna be in June. Uh, I I, I swear, Uh, I swear. He's been through five trainers already, uh, Aaron Carter. I guess he keeps firing his trainer. I don't know what weight Lamar Odom's like six foot nine, uh, maybe he's back on the crack or something. I don't know how he's gonna make, but the, the fight is happening, and they say they're gonna have Snoop Dogg do the ref. That's like, that's, all like that's, oh. that's back
1: to that's back to old school celebrity boxing when it was like Minute Bowl versus like the fucking Tanya Harding type of shit.
0: Ha <laughs> Yeah, I mean, do you remember? Do you remember when I really had that like exhibition fight of the Shaquille O'Neal and um, yeah, Mayweather?
3: No, it was De La Hoya. La Hoya. La Hoya? No, it was oh, no, I thought it was Mayweather. Shane, Shane Mosley? Was, was it was it wasn't Mayweather. It was like I think it was I think it was De La Hoya. It was like for that T V show, right? Like Shaq Yeah, and was- it was
0: just I mean, I can't think of it. I can't think of it, but that's what we're doing now. We just have better opportunity when it comes to it and better like like more realistic fights, even though it's just a celebrity hype fight. Like we need that, honestly. Like the the world needs that we need to see some of these like YouTubers that are talking or some of these internet warriors that are talking going against a, a celebrity and then have them go at it. But Wow. So you're yeah, happy about I mean, this.
3: A lot of people are like angry about it. They're saying it's a disgrace to the sport that, that Jake Paul shouldn't be getting half a million dollars and Ben Askren is, 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 you know, tarnishing his
0: name and yada, yada. You're going the other way. Yeah, dude. Like, okay. So wait a minute. So you're telling me that you're upset, and what I mean by your, I mean the the greater your. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you're upset that two people came together that had an idea that can sell fights, that can promote fights, that can build a fight up and make a lot of money. You're mad because they're doing it, but if the uh, shoe was on the other foot and you could be in the same position, you'd gladly fucking take that.
3: Right. Yeah. No. Like Marvin. Well, Marvin Vittori was mad about it. Marvin Vittori was the guy pissed off about the whole thing. But that guy, he's pissed off about everything. Like, that guy, so yeah, man, that, that sounds out. about right. I don't, I don't really know what the, that guy's not pissed off about. But he's a great fighter. Marvin Vittori is legitimately a great fighter. Um, oh, he's,
0: he's the real deal, for sure.
3: Um, he's the great fighter to
0: watch. Like, I like watching him fight because you know it's a fight. It's a great competition. But I can't watch Marvin Vittori fight seven times in a row. I need this excitement fight with, like, Ben Askren and Jake Paul. Like, that would just get me, like, right? You know what I mean? It would just, yeah, there we go.
3: I'm going to watch it. I'm, I'm, I'm going to pay for it. I, I'm going to, I mean, you know, I'm going to watch uh, Kelvin Gastelum fight, um, but, but I think before that, or it's the same time, but I'm 100% going to order this stupid fight, and then I'm going to see Frank Mir box Steve Cunningham, who's, like, 97 years old. He was supposed to fight Antonio Tarver, but Tarver couldn't pass the physical which I think consists of like touching your toes. I, I don't even know like, how bad a shape you have to be to not pass a boxing physical. I mean, seriously, in an exhibition match, not even in a real fight. Like, I, I mean, how? that's crazy, right?
0: That's absurd. I mean, I, honestly, when I saw that matchup, I was like, oof, there's, 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 there's paydays and then there's days that you don't want to fight. And that would have been a day I wouldn't want to fight. I wouldn't fight Tarver doesn't matter if he's been removed of it for a long time that he knows how to throw his right hand solid that would that would have been a very I, that, I, at what point do you like say like money's not worth it well i
3: heard he's I, I heard he's getting like 500,000 uh frank mirrors
0: i mean cool i i, I wouldn't 500,000 is a lot of money but I don't know, brain damage and fucking not being able to, to eat soup later on, getting knocked out against a guy that's a KR just is, is not worth 500000 yeah. Now, if he did that, like, if he, went, if he was fighting Jake Paul, then, yeah, like, that would be good, but I'm, I'm I don't like,
3: know, man. I'm, like, trying to open my garage door right now, and it's not working. I got this thing, Like this like, this is the best podcast ever. So we have Dan, the hitman, Moret, as well. You know Dan Moret, Julian?
0: Julian? Oi, oi. Dan, uh, how much would it cost? How much would it cost for you to fight Mike Tyson?
4: Mike Tyson? Uh I'd probably do it for a million. A million even is a nice round number. That's a big one. And it depends how many fouls and warnings I get for holding and running.
0: The holding and right. running. Okay, so you 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 see it the same way like you, you got to make a lot of money to stand in there and possibly potentially get knocked out by one of the hardest-hitting people, right?
4: Yeah. Well, you said it before. It was like, well, how much money is it worth? It's like, it doesn't matter if I got all that money. If I can't even remember who my wife or kids are or nothing, like, well, that doesn't make any sense. Like, I don't even have the brain to enjoy it. It ain't worth it.
3: Now, I got into a debate with yeah, somebody today. that Uncle Creepy, people were telling me Uncle Creepy could beat Mike Tyson in a fight, like in an actual fight. And I was like, dude, I love Uncle Creepy, but I don't see that happening. And they were like, tell me, no, Creepy could double leg him and choke him out. And, an, and, and a one-on-one fight. Creepy's about 190 right now or 180 of muscle. He's not fat. Who wins that fight?
0: And, uh, between who two?
3: No, Uncle Creepy and Mike Tyson.
0: Uncle Creepy and Mike Tyson? Stop yeah.
3: it. No, not in a boxing match. In a fight. Who wins that fight? People are telling me that creepy could beat Mike in an actual like fight.
0: Like jujitsu and wrestling and yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Do you not remember when Randy, uh, when Randy took down was it Tony James with a low single? Yeah. I mean,
3: that's all you got to do. So you think creepy beats Mike Tyson in a fight, Julian? Julian, can you guys hear me? Hello? Hello?
0: I mean, yeah. I mean, can, can you hear yourself?
3: Yeah, I can hear myself. You think, you, <laughs> you think, so you think Creepy wins that fight?
0: If it's, if it's MMA all around, yeah, for sure. I think he's going to – I would drop down, hit a low single, grab the leg, run. He's going to lose. Like, I mean, his hip is pretty bad from him, and his hip and back are pretty bad him, that uh that fall he had on that hoverboard. Um, he had surgeries and everything. So you just run that out. He's going to fall down. And if he's on top, I mean, Uncle Creepy knows how to fight off his back and even on top of somebody, uh, you know, if you're thinking it. Now, if it was straight boxing, oh, all day I'll go with Tyson.
3: So, Hitman, do you you actually agree? Dan, Hitman, Morrett?
0: Yeah, I think
4: uh, – I mean, Uncle Creepy's a small guy, but if he's not, like, cutting the weight, he's not as small as he was. He, he's, he, he's good enough to be able to wrestle Tyson. You know, like, yeah, you can't get hit coming in. You got to know that. You got to avoid <laughs> two or three hard uppercuts on your way in there. And once you get a hold of that leg, do not let go.
3: Wow. Yeah. wow, wow. Hope, hope his hammer fists
4: aren't that good to the side of your head as you're trying to run the pipe on the single leg. And he doesn't just sleep you from one of those. And, uh, yeah, get him down. And once you had him down, I think, yeah, obviously he's got a, a huge advantage there. Like, he get a choke. I don't know tyson doesn't really have a neck either though so that's not an easy choke to get I think.
3: <laughs> so so dan by the way so dan can we talk about the girl you brought to my show or no are you, are you guys still together <laughs> sure all right so dan came to my show in arizona with like a smoking hot bodybuilder chick now a lot of times bodybuilder girls they they, they, go, they go too far like they just it's too much like if they too the jaw they got them it's, it's kind of <laughs> It's sort of like, you know, um, but this girl was still extremely attractive. And I made jokes about how, like, during handies, it's like three strokes and you're done, and, and, and like, so rip it off. Uh, and, and it was the first date or like a second date. Um, first one, yeah. First date. And you guys met on some like bodybuilding website or something. <laughs> I don't know. Like, it was like, well, if you want to call
4: Instagram that, yeah. yeah, then, uh, yeah.
3: So, how's it going with that girl?
4: uh good obviously uh the last couple weeks since that show been kind of busy for me in a hectic uh getting things lined up and and everything that happened but um yeah we went and had coffee yesterday so that went good
3: yeah nice.
1: uh, i have a question i have a question i've never dated a bodybuilder but they're muscular everywhere right so i imagine the kegels are probably pretty intense is that
4: a real thing well, like, I, I do not, not know yet. I, I went to the comedy show on the coffee, so I have not, you know, uh, <laughs> that would be all guessing at my point, but let's just, let's just cross <laughs> the fingers and hope so. Uh, yeah, hopefully she watches this, right?
3: And, and you guys um, were both cutting weight. You were cutting weight for your fight. She was cutting weight for her bodybuilding competition. So, uh, well, was-
4: yeah, and I mean, I was just staying ready and being, and being uh, you know, able to take the call, which fortunately came. And then, um, yeah, she competes and it's figure. So it's like, you know, the little different categories. Bikini is like the skinniest little small girls in figure and some wellness, I think. And then it's bodybuilding. So she's not technically a bodybuilder, but yeah, same sort, same sort of thing. Got it. Just got not it. Uh, bigger than me. How do you I'm not a huge her? guy, but I'm like a nice guy? They're Did bigger slide... than me. Yeah. And it's like, hey.
1: Did you slide into her DMs? Is that how
4: you got her? uh yeah uh-huh yeah somehow popped go? up on some gym or something and i saw her and she had just moved down from uh washington state so um you know figured i'd slide in before all the rest of the bodybuilder dudes did see if <laughs> play my cards quickly
3: it was, she was very oily she some dude with bigger you.
4: arms. Yeah. i'm sure there's plenty of guys with bigger arms than me that are uh hitting her up so
3: no, you guys look like you were Good like, uh, she, she liked you, but she was, she was an attractive girl. Like I, there's one of the things where she was like hot, but had like a neck, you know, like <laughs> she, had, she had like those like, tr- things where you're like, wait a minute, what's, what's going on here? You know, <laughs> um, she's got
4: traps a little bit.
3: Yeah. She had some traps. Uh,
4: yep. so you won right your fight. The right spot.
3: So you won your fight last week against Godi Yamiyuchi. Uh, the dude was like ranked third in Bellator had like a hundred submissions uh it was a controversial fight i I gave you the fight but it was close um you you had him rocked in the first like you you almost had him out what could you have done better
4: uh knocked him out (laughs) hit him a little harder (laughs) (laughs) Mm. crank that left hand in there a little harder um yeah, no, it was a, a super close fight. Like you said, I mean, could have gone either way. You know what I mean? I half was expecting it to give it to them just because of who he was and the promotion, the name he had and everything. And, uh, you know, he had a lot of control time, you know, but I was doing all the damage and, um, you know, coming forward. So, either way, but, yeah, you know, it just, uh, defended against little takedowns a little better. You know, I had to play the the submission defense game kind of slow. So, there wasn't, like, a chance to, to try to just scramble out of there because he's so good on transitions that I couldn't really – you know, get up right away and try to knock him out again or, or finish it. But, um, you know, just being a little more aggressive and getting after it, and I think I, I can put him away. So, um, yeah, I should have stayed in my place and, and took that third ranking. Somehow um, the panel of uh, media guys that rank the fighters think that him losing still warrants him a third-place ranking. So, and it's
3: so stupid. That's kind of
4: odd. Um, yeah, it's, you know, I, like, it's real I, I weird. Felt,
0: yeah. rankings are for the people rankings are for the fans the rankings don't mean the fight or anything we uh we were actually last week we were betting on the fights and we saw your uh your guys line and james Krause and i both looked at each other and were like this is way too far of a line i think you're at like a plus like three something four i was like that's way too far so we put money on you in the over and it was the greatest thing we had a very successful night. We had a very successful night. But when it, came to, when it comes to rankings, there's people in the spots of those numbers that it's just it's just for the fans to look at the number and be like, oh, this is why this guy is like, oh, these two are fighting like this. We're going to be a good matchup because of the numbers. To be honest, we all know who the real spots are. We all, the fighters know, the actual uh, promotion knows, like, all right, this guy is the real. But for the fans that's why they got numbers beside them but you were in a yeah.
3: tough spot though because you were on call every week for the ufc like i talked to you they every week they were like you got to be in the usada pool right they told you, you had to make weight because you might fight that week for for how many weeks in a row
4: man my management was i mean basically the whole pandemic like i had the one fight outside the ufc and got a knockout win over ufc veteran. so like hey you're not maybe the top guy in line for a fight at lightweight, but you're close. You know they know you can fight. They know you're a high-level guy. They'd rather take a risk on you than some guy who's five and zero, who's only a prospect. So, man, I was like in shape and ready for the past year and some. I'd have to sit and look at all the cards. Which fights are coming up at lightweight? Which fights are coming up at welterweight? Are those like guys that they would put me in there against? Obviously, I'm not going to. They're not going to put me in against the top-ranked guy usually. Or UFC probably wouldn't have. Um, so I was ready and on weight for, for months, really just like, okay, which fights have two or three fights to lightweight? Are they at welterweight? Cause I mean, I would fight there, not that I want to, um, but you know, I was willing to do it at six feet tall and a pretty good size lightweight now. And I'd taken the time to put on some size and, and get that back. So I was like, I was willing to do it, but yeah, I was just being ready and in shape and you know, those is opportunities there, come. Is there a
1: disadvantage to being in shape all the time? Like, is there any disadvantage of that is there is there something good about letting yourself go for a bit
4: (laughs) yeah uh (laughs) well and that's those are loose terms right like being in shape and then like letting yourself go (laughs) both so you can't be exactly what would be like fight shape i would say because that would require more sparring than probably would be good for a person over a certain amount of time like you can't be like doing hard rounds every week for a year straight that's gonna be like tough on you and wear and tear um but you also like yeah you can't really just let yourself totally go either you know and i'm i'm a guy that doesn't do that kind of stuff some people get away with it you know some people party and hang out and do whatever most of their fight camp and they get away with it but uh i mean we, you julian
3: know never looks like he's in shape i, I mean uh, like like julian like you're the best because people look at you and like i'm gonna beat this guy and then you just go out there and fucking rock him. so good it thing. helps man i've been in
0: I was in camp from June of last year for all these fights. So, um, right now we had to sit back and stop. Like, we're like, Hey, you need to take time off. Like my nutritionist, my coach, my manager was like, we need you to like recover. Because like he's saying, man, being for an entire year, I've been in a fight camp. I I started in June for a fight in August that didn't happen. I had another fight in November and then I had another fight in February, now April. And we're coming up on a year, and I've just been in straight fight camp. Not regular, just training. And, it, dude, it takes a toll on your entire body. Like, your mental, your psyche, your just – just not being able to eat all the delicious food. Just, like, looking at a Snickers bar and, like, wishing you can have it or looking at um, even, like, a, a legit steak. Like, I couldn't eat steak for almost a year. So I was like, nah, man. That's that sucks. Crazy.
3: That's crazy. Now, um, the fights this week, let's talk about Phil Davis versus Nemkov. Uh, I know you're a Bellator stud. So hit man. This is, I, I like Davis in this. I know Nemkov looked great against Bader, but I, I think something about Phil Davis, like being such a big underdog, I think is going to relax him. I feel like sometimes he doesn't, it's like the pressure gets to him. He lets the pressure get to him in big fights, but I think when he's relaxed it's when he's at his best. And, uh, I don't know it was a close fight the first time they fought like in Israel um, and I think that you know it's a weird place to fight uh, but I think that uh I think Phil Davis got this you Julian Hitman, Dawes talk to me Julian you go
4: yeah, I, it. I like uh I like man I like Davis uh, you yeah, know I trade with him for a little while actually out in, in San Diego at Alliance and he's an awesome guy one so I'm pulling for him anyway but with his style, I, th- I think he can get it done. You know, um, like you said, he, he kind of comes underrated because he's uh, maybe not always flashy. There are fights when he knocks guys cold and he gets incredible submissions and stuff, but I think his his style translates well to like, his size and his age, you know, because he's fought a ton. He has a huge amount of experience, but he's able to win fights and, and not take kind of like crazy damage, and I like the matchup for him there. You know, Nemkov like, he's obviously a stud, but still sort of in a way unproven like he's fought tough guys but we'll see how he can hold up to being a champion you know i thought I mean? the one That's guy almost things. beat
3: him the one guy the who's it was it the wrestler that he fought who was the guy that uh didn't he fight some stud wrestler that was like super close to having a rear a choke in the end was that or was it mm-hmm. somebody else is that another Russian fucking stud uh marquez who do you like in this look that that
0: that fight man nickoff is uh I feel like he's evolving, and he's evolving in every fight. And that's one thing that, that keeps me strong on him. Um, and he's a dangerous guy. He's got power. And anything can happen when you have power. I think Phil Davis has a, uh, a very tactical and intelligent way and approach to fight. But sometimes it can be his worst enemy. I think the, it's, it's a tough fight for me. Um, I, I honestly, I have Nimkov going uh, all the way to the finals. To be honest,
3: but Phil has a Korean wife and they own a deli. Okay, you gotta go for the guy with the Korean wife of the deli. I mean, come on, I just man. would
1: <laughs> never bet against a guy whose last name is Koff, just because, like, those Russians, man. They, they so really low, are.
3: They, they really are. Have you uh, trained a lot? A lot of uh, guys from Dagestan, Marquez or Hitman?
0: I have not. I've trained. I have a. We have a Russian heavyweight in uh, Glory, and I will tell you this. This kid, is he was a, a bodybuilder. He's 23 years old. He was a Sambo champ. And uh, the one thing he does very, very uh, annoyingly is that when he locks his hands, you can't break it. doesn't matter what you do. When he locks his hands, it's that shit, you can't break his grip. You can't do anything. And he'll just hold you the entire five minutes. He'll lift you up, place you down. You're trying to run. You're trying to go. And he just, it's, it's terrible. But what, uh what
3: about you? Um Man. Uh I've only trained with those
0: kind of guys a
4: couple times in passing. Um in Colorado a little bit and then in Vegas being out there, just when there's tons of people, you know, there's kind of hot spots of like uh traveling fighters and stuff coming through. So um I rolled around with a couple in uh in Colorado at um elevation fight team, those guys, uh the Easton crew, and man, there were some some tough dudes for sure, just stocking feel like and just going hard. Like, they didn't understand, like, hey, we're drilling for the first part of practice. It was, like, live, like, <laughs> you slam takedowns, and not what the takedown we're doing. They were just, like, shaking their head at each other, speaking no English. Like, no, 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 not for me. We're just going to slam the American. And I'm like, oh, okay. Cool. <laughs> so.
3: Now, do you think Rose is going to be uh, – you train with Rose, right?
4: Yeah, I did, yep. I, uh, I trained with her back in Minnesota a bunch, and I've uh, been around her and Pat quite a bit, so. Yeah. She's she's uh, brought my old coach, Greg Nelson, again, to, to be part of her camp, so.
3: Do you think she's going to beat Zhang? Yeah.
4: I think she has a style, too. Again, that's a super tough, like, pick em kind of a fight. They're both, I mean, those are two of the, the women that are, like, head and shoulders above the other ones. You know, there's a few girls that, can, like, they're at a whole different level. You know, their game is just not quite as, uh, as experienced as the, the men's game as far as like where they're at and in the elevation, like the evolution of it, you know? So there's like a few people that are just head and shoulders above. And those two are a couple of them. So it's like, man, her slick style and and everything she does versus just that power and aggression of Zhang just makes for a great fight. But I think Rose can pull it off.
1: Bill, what were you saying? Well, you know what's crazy about that is like she was, Rose was trying to do the whole like, I'm not going to let this communist beat me. You know, I'm Amer- she was playing that whole card, like the Rocky Balboa, Ivan Drago. But now, like, America is mostly communist, so uh, <laughs> that's really now it's just, just coming across as racist.
3: Yeah, she lost <laughs> friends with that, especially with, like, the uh, and to Stop Asian Hate. It's like, not the, Yeah, like, exactly. You, know, you, got, you, got, you got to read the room. By the way, me and Bill did a show last night at a weed dispensary slash studio, and Bill got high on stage for the first time. Oh, and I like didn't know that you stuttered until then. Uh, because... <laughs> But that, was, that reminded me of me. I, I was on my way to a show one time, and somebody's like, hey, you want a Jolly Rancher? I go, sure. He told me it was a fucking edible. And then I'm about to go on stage, and I'm like, dude, I think I got, I got been poisoned. And he goes, oh, that was me. I gave you the – I go, why did you tell me that was marijuana? I do an entire set, with <laughs> blitzed on of my mind, and every time a joke didn't work, which was frequently, I thought that the joke was never funny, and everyone had been lying to me my entire life who laughed. We <laughs> so, like, go into this, like, D M and, and now Hitman, why are you so homeless? Why why have you been at 19 Gyms? What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> Man, I you know,
4: it's just uh moving around trying to find your 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 spot, you know what I mean? And what makes sense and works for you, you know? And it's just the uh the whole martial arts like lifestyle has been a real experience for me. So I like I let it take me to places, you know what I mean, and and, and, and like do its thing. You know, I wanna see the world and, and be able yeah. to do that and experience it. So the fight's out, like one that. once he fucks
1: all the girls in one gym, he wants to go to the other gym and fail. Yeah, it is <laughs> super hard. You can only
4: shit where you sleep for so long. That's what yeah, happens. Now, he's, about to, now
3: he's on the bodybuilders. He's finding new gyms with bodybuilders in them. He, he's done with MMA fighters. I don't train there. I don't train there, so it's a little easier. Yeah, No. by the way, do you no, so think he's able with- to have a relationship
0: now because he doesn't see him every single day? That's of the course. I like that tactic. I'm gonna dive into bodybuilding too, man. <laughs> I went to porn stars, that's the difference. I went to porn stars because at least everybody can enjoy.
3: You, yeah. know I used, you know what? I used to like hook up with a bunch of porn stars, and I always thought that like. It was fun because they would be like, if you were good in bed, they'd recommend you to like their friends. They'd give you like a good Yelp review and stuff <laughs> but, because, like, they only keep a certain amount of guys in their circle that aren't in porn. Um, that you know, but the thing is, is that I thought you know, they, they, they wouldn't get attached because you know, they're that's what they do for a job, and, like, and I was completely wrong. Uh, every girl gets attached, or nobody looks at it just as sex. Uh, it's just it's, just, it's a fantasy. Um, maybe, anyway, but. Back to you. Dan, Do you ever train with Brock Lesnar?
4: Uh, no, like we never really crossed paths there in Minnesota, um, even though my coach was kind of his coach. All his sessions were, of course, private, and a lot of it was up in uh, the compound he had, which is a little north of uh, Minneapolis and Alexandria, Minnesota, when he was there. So, um, you know, I have met the guy a couple of times and then shaking his giant hand and hope he didn't squish me. Um, but, uh, you know, never really trained with him or rolled around with him at all. I would have needed help for sure.
3: All right. Other fights on this card. Uh, One I'm looking forward to. I think your ex-teammate, Dracar Close, another guy who – Arizona is the funniest place for MMA because there's like seven gyms. It started off as one gym. You ever see Trolls 2? It's (laughs) basically like it starts off as one gym, and then they went to like – Cejudo started kind of his gym. Everyone went there, and Eddie Cha left, John Krause. And there's another gym, and then O'Malley has, like, his compound now. There's, like, 16 gyms in Scottsdale. Uh, it's, and they all, like, lead each, each, each gym and break up with the gym and join a new gym and then come back. It's, am I right? Is
4: it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, well, it's, it's incredible how many high-level gyms are in the, like, greater Phoenix area. It's crazy. Where it's not just, like, oh, that's the, the one gym for the state where, the, like, the high-level UFC Bellator kind of guys are at. It's like, no, there's several of those around. And yeah, you know, it's, uh, you know, sometimes it's different for everybody. Some people can be with one coach or one team their whole career. And other guys, it's like every six weeks they're going somewhere else. And other guys, it's like a couple years there or whatever it is. But yeah, Arizona, uh, it's the decks get shuffled a little bit here. Yeah.
3: Yeah. And the women are insanely hot. Uh, Dracar Close, Jeremy Stevens. Who wins that one?
4: Dude, that's a sick fight. Because I used to train with Jeremy, too, in San Diego. I know him as well, man. So, I, I do, it's weird when you're like, buddies are fighting. But I also love it. Because I'm like, sweet. Well, one's going to push sure win, And it's got a great fight. Man, I love both dudes. But I, I think Jakar can pull this off, man. Like, Jeremy's a fucking tough guy. And you cannot get hit by him. It's going to go bad if you get hit by him. But I think Jakar has, like, he learned a lot from his last fight. He's training hard, dude. I know him even with his bouncing around Arizona uh, training system, half of it in his garage with his girlfriend, Courtney, and, uh, you know, wherever else they they go to. um, He's training hard, and I think he pulls it off.
0: Julian? Yeah, man, I'll have to piggyback off of uh, Hitman's same uh, scenario. I think that coming up in weight will be good for Jeremy Stevens, but I think that uh, Klaus has a great, like, his great tactics and approach to all these type of heavy hitter fighters. Um, the only thing I don't like is whenever he gets injured, he tries to trade for punch for punch. And I, if that happens, I, I feel like Jeremy Stevens would take over. But I think it's going to be uh, a pretty uh, – it's going to be a tough fight, but I think Close takes this one. Oh, in by, a, by the a, way, we
3: didn't introduce Bill Dawes to you guys. Bill Dawes <laughs> is a hilarious comedian, also a brown belt in jiu-jitsu, uh, was also in the movie uh, – he's in the new Wu-Tang series since SWAT. <laughs> uh he was in uh, uh sex of the city right
1: yeah I'm right go.
3: Yeah, yeah yeah He, uh, you were in that what other shows were you in
1: uh yeah, the desperate, housewives.
3: desperate housewives right <laughs> uh, he, oh, my he was on broadway uh very very talented guy and then, obviously, we know Julian, who, who's trying to bang Miley Cyrus, who's killing it right now. And Hitman, uh, who's, uh, who's, who's, you know. So, wait. So, Hitman, you haven't banged that girl yet. Are you worried because she's a bodybuilder that, you know, she might be able to take you?
4: Uh, you know, I'm not worried she'll be able to take me. I'm just hoping for a good struggle, you know. <laughs> all
3: right. That's a, little, that's a little creepy. All right. So, are you – All right. Do you like her? And is that why you're kind of playing it cool? Like, you don't want to come across too too fast because you actually like the girl?
4: Yeah, yeah. She's a real intriguing uh, woman, you know, besides being incredibly attractive. I uh, She makes me real curious. So I'm willing to put in some time and effort and do that. You know what I mean? I'm, uh, I'm 34 years old, and at this point, you know, I've run around and done enough. You know what I mean? I've lived this lifestyle, jumping around gym to gym, you know what I mean, killing off training partners and uh, the other... Uh, indie windows you want to use there but um <laughs> yeah
3: <laughs> now, are you in a bu- no are you in a bunker right now or is that the a creepy van basically like, yeah yeah,
4: yeah. This, you want to talk about creepy and this is funny i picked <laughs> her up in this rig the first date so this is my little uh project vehicle my little adventure van wow so in the back of this in the back of this van if you want us check out wait wait, wait oh. what the hell oh shit this, oh yeah wait, is this is where you live oh yeah this is wait. a full no. <laughs> Yeah, I live here full-time in this van right outside the gym. Uh, No, I do not live in it. Um, And this is not, like, the final little form of the thing. You know, I I got a nice deal with uh, a Fieldcraft survival company I work with. They do, like, preparedness stuff, firearms training. So I teach combatants for them. But uh, we got a bunch of stuff set up with the, like, mobility division to, like, redo this whole thing so this van is gonna get a whole like line x coating on the outside lift and wheels and tires and the whole nine so it's kind of like a little adventure rig so i'm gonna do away with the the bed in the back and kind of just make it like bench seating so i can fill it up with the crew and we can go and run around and uh camp and hike and do all the crazy shit we do and jump off cliffs and stuff so right now it's just a total creep van. it's just a white work band with no logos on it i'm considering when I get that paint job lined up, I'm considering doing free candy on the side for like a week, maybe. <laughs> but oh my god, it's like that's a risky—that's a real risky move in Arizona because people will
0: shoot you. So yeah, um, free candy, you know, not, not, hey, that's I, can actually, I can connect you with a, a buddy of mine who does raps. Um, he's actually in Vegas, so you could probably take your van up there and get it completely wrapped. Um, wouldn't cost you—I mean, he'd probably sponsor you, but uh, it would help out your. Your creepy van for sure. Huh. I can put whatever creepy
3: logo I want on the side. <laughs> well, if you ever want to tease Kelvin Gastelum, just like put like free burritos and then just drive past <laughs> and see what happens. A little taco truck. Uh, exactly. Now, also, your teammate Tracy Cortez, right? Yes. I mean, you talk about a smoke show, Marquez. You got to call her out. I think she might have a boyfriend, but this girl is the hottest girl in MMA, uh, hands down. Like, really naturally too like not like i think they all i don't know I mean, yeah and she doesn't she knows it but not too much you know it like, doesn't flaunt it as much like you know how sometimes like it's like too much where you're just like all right i get it you're hot like we don't you know, you have to have every fucking nerd tell you how hot you are but uh she's fighting justin Keish. how's tracy looking hitman
4: tracy it uh has leveled up a lot recently big time. She took, she's taking everything way more serious and like realizing the opportunity that she has, which I don't think some of the, the, the girls do. I mean, anybody, right? Any fighter really, but especially those female fighters and ones like her, where she is a super attractive girl, but first of all, she can fight. She can really fight. And so she knows like she has a real opportunity to be a champion. Like, Hey, hey they're going to keep giving you the right fights and you're going to do this thing, right? You can be a champion. And she's taking advantage of it. She's like working super hard. So Dude, I think she's gonna finish her and finish her early, like she's looking nasty and sharp. she's never been in better shape, which uh so now's the time Julie and i would I would get on that one um you know start playing your cards this early this week before
3: she
0: gets the win.
3: yeah, you're Cuban, she's Mexican, you guys have some latino kids
0: together. We got right. this down all right all right well is she is she single is this how are we approaching it like let me yeah, know. I believe, so. I believe so. You
4: know, I don't delve into her business too much, but I think, uh, yeah, she's single right now.
0: Will you
3: lend Julian your, your van?
4: Uh, yes, <laughs> that, for sure.
3: That might. I will be. take.
4: I, a- I will take all the cameras out, and I, you can borrow the van for sure. Nice. Oh fuck it that! Keep like- it in, man. Oh,
0: <laughs> Ali really Let's start this <laughs> up. We're trying to get paid. Let's well, go. See- I will
4: split it. I have, a, I have a side bench that's better. It's Only Dan's, and, and it also doubles on my Only Vans account. So the money streams are already built in. If you guys are a cool sign-off on the content, then we can really make it happen. Those two sites, I'm like the main guy on both of them, basically because I started them. But we could definitely get some real traffic there with, with big names like you guys.
0: Now, I'm with it. I mean, Fake Taxi started somewhere, so we got, we got a good place. The Only Dan's and Only Vans, uh, I'm with it
4: what were we saying? Yep. You, I was can gonna say park- you can park it or I can drive. Either way, it's fine. I'll drive you around. The scenery can change in the background. It's cool. I feel oh, like yeah, UFC... we definitely have to change it up. <laughs> female fighters in UFC,
1: female fighters, they always have fighter boyfriends. Not true with the male fighters. Male fighters will date like fucking lawyers and shit. But yeah. female fighters, I feel like they always date fighters. Isn't that right?
3: Well, I think awesome. they're always yeah. surrounded by like manly dudes all day. In the gym, who are like, Hey, you got to work on this, uh, to defend the ear naked choke. <laughs> it would put my hand on your boob, you know. I, I mean, it, it just seems like they're around guys that are like very athletic, and yeah, that makes sense. And I'll, I, every girl that I talk to, they always say, I don't, I could never date a guy that I could beat up. that's yeah. really, the thing, and how are they gonna know that? You know, they're not gonna go fight with the random dudes in the street, like, Oh, you could beat me up. So they pretty much know the guys in the gym can beat them up, a lot of them, so I feel like it's sort of, uh, they're getting a, a good sample size uh, now, this other guy, the fight that I want to see is Alexander Romanov, this heavyweight who has insane wrestling and crazy chokes, Bill he did like a, his last choke he just basically just like strangled the guy with like one, one arm or his forearm choke, or it was like strange, it was like so simple, it was impressive you ever like see, and Even a guy named Juan Espino, who goes by El Guapo, who hasn't lost since 2011. Uh, So this should be a good fight. Marquez, do you know anything about these guys?
0: Yeah, actually, I trained with uh, Juan um, earlier before the pandemic, um, right after I got cleared, we wrestled. So Juan actually was a, uh, I, I guess in Spain, they have this like really untraditional style of wrestling. And it's almost like flag wrestling, but they'll send like five or six people after you, and you have to fend off five people. Like it's it's weird. You can't touch the ground at all. If you get taken down, it's over. So he like Bukaki. He has to throw these people down. Say what? You're
3: like Bukaki wrestling or something? That, that, that's crazy. Yeah, it could
0: be something like that. I like, it, it's just it's very odd. I've never seen it, but he was like a world champion, and uh, he was there with Michelle Bautista, who was an Olympic wrestler, one of the wrestlers that beat. Uh, dc back in 2008 and uh they um they were up there and i wrestled with him i I trained with him dude the guy's grappling is unreal um his scrambles are unreal i like that matchup a lot i actually got juan espinoza in that one he's dude he's a savage most people don't really realize it but this guy can move for a a heavyweight
3: well one loss he got knocked down in nine seconds which Tells me number one he just got clipped. uh It might have been an early stoppage. You don't know. Like I have to see that fight because sometimes when they go, you know, I feel like sometimes when a guy gets lands that first punch, the guy goes down. The ref gets excited and, and stops it when the guy isn't as hurt as he probably could. So you know, I, and maybe that was that was also ten years ago. So
0: yeah. Yeah, you gotta you gotta look at it like man, it, it, there's a lot that goes into it. But I mean, you're at the heavyweight division, like. You can put money on everybody, and you'll you'll have a safe bet. Like the Curtis Blades, Derek Lewis. You know Curtis Blades was doing good, and all of a sudden Derek Lewis caught him with a, a punch that took him out. The same thing as, I mean, again Derek Lewis and Volkov. Volkov was dominating Derek Lewis, and like with the last couple of seconds, just one hit, man. It all that's all it takes. So. I mean, these, both of these guys are, are grapplers. Both these guys are going to come after each other with a wrestling uh, aspect. And then we're just going to see who has the cardio and who has the better uh, transitions. Dan, Hitman? Yeah, I love that fight. You know, I don't know a ton about either guy, but I've
4: seen him fight, like... And, and like you said, heavyweight's always interesting because it's... I mean, every uh, every weight class is uh, sudden death overtime the whole, the whole time. That's why I explain like, people's <laughs> fights. That's why i bet on fights. Like, it's the only sport with sudden death overtime the entire game. Like, you don't just get to throw a flea flicker, and then if you if you get that pass and score, then the game's over. Or, you know, it's not like a half-court shot of basketball. It's like, yeah, if they make it from there, the game's automatically over. That's how fighting is, and especially at heavyweight. Um, so, when it's, like, talented guys, and there's so many, like, good matchups, like, now, that the skill level's improving, that there's interesting ones like this. I'm excited for that fight.
3: Uh, well, listen, I, I, I freaking took your guys' time so much. I, I can't thank you guys enough. Uh, Julian Marquez... Uh, how can people follow you?
0: Uh, just get on a uh, Jay Marquez MMA on Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, uh, Just hit me up there.
3: I'm so happy for you, man, because you've been an underdog your whole life, dude, even on the contender. All they kept telling was how good that other guy was. He trains with John Jones. He's the greatest fighter ever. He's the next big thing, and you were like, nope, and you just knocked that dude out. Uh, and then it seems like the last fight before the last fight, you were losing, and your corner was like – trousers was like, if you don't fucking do this, you're going to lose. And then you just came out and did it. Same thing happened with your, like, your teammate with one second left. I don't know if that's like your new thing now, was to lose the first two rounds and then come back with 10 <laughs> seconds.
0: But uh, You got to give that 50K. That's what we're fighting for, right?
3: Fuck yeah. yeah. So I, I'm so happy for you. And Hitman, you, man, to, t- to fight a guy like a jiu-jitsu specialist with the most submissions ever in Bellator and beat him – on a week notice, man, you're you're a badass, dude. Seriously, uh, that chick should bench press you tonight. Uh, so, did you guys celebrate it all? Did you did you at least handy with spit?
4: <laughs> you know, not like hey, we. I just went for coffee yesterday morning with her. That was like it. You know, I just got back and I've been right back in the gym. I'm trying to fight next month. So, you know what I mean, like. People don't think I earned a spot to be in the top five of that division. We can fight about it. You know what I mean? So I'm I'm ready to get back in there. So we're itching for a couple of fights there. Hopefully these dudes say yes. you know what I mean? I don't think uh, – I don't know. We'll see if these dudes are scared of me over there or not. They they thought they were going to get a pick an easy little win, and now they're uh, I think they're concerned. So we'll see. I they want to get it. People want to check it out. It's uh, at Hitman Moret on Instagram. Everything from there just kind of pulls off the Instagram. I don't think around on Twitter, Facebook, or nothing. This right. place. And Bill, what
3: do you got coming up, Bill
1: Dawes? Uh, we got a show uh, Friday.
3: Tomorrow night with Jeremy Piven uh, at the Ha Ha Comedy Club, uh, Friday night. Uh, and then next week I'll be in uh, Boca Raton, Florida at the Black Box Comedy Club. Um, and then I got a bunch of stuff coming up. I'm doing, I'm doing a, a nudist colony on uh, May 30th. What? Yeah. Do you need a, a feature? You, you want to come for real? Yeah, Especially when is ask for that or what's up? I'm sure it's not the kind of – not going to be the hottest. Yeah, news colonies are usually a bucket of yucks. It's yeah, usually yeah. not good. It's usually like the Bellator heavyweight division. You know, Weird weird guys, like, guys that live in like, vans and stuff. Yeah. amenities. Right. Exactly. Maybe I'll pull up in this guy's uh, Scooby-Doo van. Well, listen, thank you guys so much. Take care. Have a good weekend. You guys are the best.
0: Better, brother.